Welcome to episode 300 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to talk about the simplicity and the purity of devotion to Christ. Let's dive in. Well, first off, thank you for listening to this episode. I can hardly believe that we're already at 300 episodes, and that is in large part just because of you and the fact that you're listening. So know that I do not take that for granted. It is a rich blessing to walk and journey with you as we pursue Jesus Christ and as we continue down the narrow way of the cross. Well, recently I've been pondering Colossians chapter one in that mystery section, which is really verses 25 through 27 or so. And it's interesting as I've just been pondering this idea of the mystery, I caught something that I somehow had missed before. And let me just read the passage. I want to kind of give you an aha that I recently had. Paul says in Colossians chapter one, verses 25 to 27, he says, so that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God, that is the mystery, which has been hidden from past ages and generations, but has now been manifested to his saints, to whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, I know verse 27 well, and I love that idea that the mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. But for some reason, I've always missed the idea that in verse 25, Paul is talking about the fact that God has chosen him for this stewardship of proclaiming the good news. And he says that he might carry out the preaching of the word of God. And then he clarifies what he means by that. And he says, oh, that is the mystery. And for whatever reason, (laughs) which is really funny to me because I do talk about this frequently, but I was like, oh, that is so good. Paul is saying that he wants to preach the fullness of the word of God, which is the mystery, which is Christ in you. So as I've just been pondering this, I just want to give three ideas, especially as we celebrate the 300th episode. I want to go back to some of the basics. And it's this idea. Number one, Christ himself is the message. Paul says, do you know what I'm going to preach? I am preaching this mystery. And yes, it has been hidden from past ages and generations, but now it has been revealed. Well, what's been revealed? It's the fullness of the gospel, which is that God himself has come in the flesh, that he died for you and I, and he rose again. He ascended into heaven so that he can send forth his spirit and actually live and dwell within us. Paul says this grand mystery, which has been proclaimed all throughout the Old Testament, which is a whole side study in and of itself, but the entirety of the Old Testament points to this reality of it's all about Jesus, that he is the message of the word of God. Christ is the center. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 23 through 24, he says, we preach Christ crucified to Jews, a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness, but to those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. 
Paul says, I preach Christ crucified, that he is the message itself. I love what Paul says in Colossians 1 verse 18 is he says that Jesus himself will come to have first place in everything. Or as the New King James says, that in all things, he, Jesus, may have the preeminence. Or as the ESV says, that in everything, Jesus might be preeminent. I want to remind you, dear friend, that Jesus is the message. He is the center. He is the focus. He is supposed to be preeminent, first place in your life. And yet here's the second reality. We as Christians are so easily distracted from the center, even by good things. Jesus himself is to be preeminent. He's supposed to be the focus and the center. And yet, isn't it strange how we in the modern church seem like we have gotten distracted by even good and godly things, and yet we've been pulled away from the reality of Christ himself. And we might be distracted with end times and when is Jesus returning? We might be distracted by miracles, wonders, and signs. We might be distracted by prophecy. We might be distracted by the angels and the demons and the study of of those things. Or we might argue and debate about how salvation works and the depths of doctrine and theology. Yet what is strange to me is that while we all have our little nuances, so oftentimes those nuances pull us from the center reality of Christ himself. In other words, yes, Jesus is included in our little pet doctrines or our focuses, but he's not the center. Something else is. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3 says, I fear that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be corrupted from the simplicity and the purity of devotion to Christ. Let me read that in the ESV. I really like how it says it. But I am afraid that as a serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. As I look at the modern church today, that is a great verse that I think summarizes what we're dealing with. That we may be involved in all these good and godly things, and yet we've gotten distracted. We've been preoccupied with all these other things And we've been led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Jesus Christ. In other words, Jesus, who is the center of Paul's gospel, he is the focus of the message itself. He is the reality of the preaching that Paul is proclaiming. And yet what have we done? We have made Jesus an add-on to our lives rather than the center of our lives. In Colossians chapter 3, the first four verses is what Paul says, Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. For you died and your life has been hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, is manifested, then you also will be manifested with him in glory. Do you hear what Paul's saying? Christ is our life. And as such, we should set our minds on things above where Christ is at. In other words, Christ is to be the focus. He is to be the delight. He is to be the centrality of our lives. He is to have, as Paul says again in Colossians 1.18, he is to have first place in all 
things. So can I remind you, which is kind of the third idea here, is that Jesus is everything you need. Jesus is not to be an add-on to your life. He is to be the focus and the center of your life. I probably quote this verse in probably every sermon I preach. I really love 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3. Seeing that his divine power, speaking of Jesus, has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the full knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Do you realize that everything you need for life and for godliness is found in one place, Jesus Christ? I also love Romans eleven thirty six. I probably quote this one probably in every sermon too. <laughs> but Paul says at the end of this grand statement about Jesus, for from him and through him and to him, are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Again, Jesus is everything you need. And what if your life was from him and through him and to him for his glory? What if your marriage or your family or your job or your schooling, what if your free time was all about from him, through him, to him for his glory? Wouldn't that be a neat way to define our lives? Is my life truly from Christ through Christ and his indwelling power and spirit in my life? And is it is it given unto him for his glory alone? Recently, I've been also pondering 2 Corinthians 9, 8. I really love how the Legacy Standard Version translates this. Listen to the word every in this passage. Paul says this in 2 Corinthians 9, 8. God is able to make every grace abound to you, so that in everything, at every time, having every sufficiency, you may have an abundance for every good deed. Did you hear that? God is able to make every grace abound to you. In other words, you have what you need. That God's grace through his spirit is going to supply everything that you need in an abundance for every good deed. Well, when is he going to do that? Paul says that in everything, at every time, having every sufficiency, that every grace may abound in an abundance for every good deed. Isn't that a great declaration? So let me make this practical in our lives. Can I ask you, what is it in your life that is distracting you from Jesus? And know that that may actually be some good and very godly things. And yet what you find is that just like he was deceived by the cunning of the serpent, you have been distracted from the simplicity and the purity of devotion in Christ Jesus. In other words, if in times is your focus, or if the doctrine and the theology of the church is, is your consumption, or if it's about the angels and the demons and, and the study thereof, if, if any of those things are actually causing you to, yeah, have Jesus as a part of your life, but not at the center of your life, then can I encourage you or remind you that you're actually being distracted? That even good things can distract us from the simplicity and the purity of devotion that is in Christ Jesus. So what is it that is distracting you? And can I ask you, 
what do you need to do today to start building your entire life every minute around Jesus? See, most of us give him 10 minutes in the morning or, you know, we do our quick chapter day, keeps the devil away kind of stuff. But then we spend the rest of the day on ourselves. So how can our entire day be focused upon him? And just one practical idea for this is what if you would take Paul's words literally when he says you could pray without ceasing? In other, in other words, invite Jesus into the everyday moments of your life. Don't just spend 10 minutes in the morning with Jesus or pray before your meals and right before bed and then spend the rest of the day on yourself. What if you begin to form a habit where you bring and invite Jesus into the everyday moments of your life? Just begin to ponder him and think upon him and memorize his word and ponder scripture and begin to pray and invite Jesus. Hey, Lord, thank you so much for living inside of my life. Wow, Lord, look at that sunset. You are so amazing. You are a great artist. Wow, Jesus, thank you for green beans. I love green beans. And what if you would just allow the delight of the Lord to be at the forefront of your heart and your mind every moment of every single day? Now, that doesn't come immediately. I understand that. But what if we begin to form the habit and the practice of delighting ourselves in Jesus all the time? And one final thought. Does everything you do bring glory to God? What if you would do everything for him? As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. What if you would remind yourself that everything you do, whether it is your job, whether it's your, your hobbies, whether it is hanging out with friends, whatever you do, what if it was done with the focus of Jesus Christ and be given to him for his glory? Again, what if everything in your life was from him, through him, and to him for his glory alone? Well, as we come to the 300th episode, I just want to remind myself about the centrality of Jesus Christ, that this is all about a, a simple and pure devotion of Jesus Christ himself. And my prayer is that as we head into the next 300 episodes, that Jesus and Jesus alone would be our focus and our delight. I don't want to have a podcast. I don't want to listen and spend time meditating on things that pull us away from the centrality of our God. I want Jesus alone to be preeminent. I want him to have first place, especially in this podcast. Well, thank you as always for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. Again, it has been a blessing having you here over these last 300 episodes even if you're a brand new listener, and I would count it a massive blessing if you would just continue to join me as we pursue Jesus Christ in these next 300 episodes. And as a way to celebrate, if you have not left a rating or a review on whatever platform you listen on, that is a great way to encourage other people to see and find this podcast. If you want to give a star rating and a review, that would be a great blessing both to me and the Deeper Christian Podcast. And it could just be a fun way to celebrate the 300 episodes that we've had so far. Well, until next time, know I'm cheering you on and I'm praying for you as we continue to build our lives around the centrality of Jesus Christ.